Hey, hey, <laughs> hey, legends, how's it going? Welcome back. Miles here, as always. I'll always be here, I'll never let you down. Don't you worry. As I record this, it's a Tuesday morning in London, December. December's begun. The sun's out today, though. Doesn't look particularly warm, but the sun is out. I'm just at home on a Tuesday morning, which doesn't happen very often. You'll be excited to hear I'm awaiting the delivery of my new sofa my oft-mentioned new sofa I think it's going to make a big difference to the uh, quality of film virgin episodes this will be one of the last uh, BS before BNS before new sofa episodes episode 8 it is the film virgin episode 8 I'm joined again it's the return of Billy Burgess Billy Burgess, my brother. Welcome back, Billy. Billy, as you'll hear in the podcast, is soon to be moving back to our homeland, Australia. So I chose a film with that in mind, an Australian film that I had not seen before and that Billy likes. It's The Adventures of Priscilla, Queen of the Desert. I enjoyed it. I hope you do too. Here we go. Episode 8, the film version, Priscilla, The Adventures of Priscilla. Queen of the Desert. I'm speaking. You're and speaking. You're I'm speaking. How, how well are we sitting near each other? Should we sit closer together? I don't think it matters. It doesn't matter. So I don't think it matters because we've got microphones attached to ourselves. Okay, but so you've got enough... Oh, as in it's not double micing. <laughs> no, I just wasn't sure if you were able to... Lean back in your chair off this was good. Oh, right. No, I've got... Oh, I see. Look at that. My voice becomes cleaner when I... Cleaner? <laughs> Clearer when I lean back. Yeah. Billy Burgess, welcome back. Thank you for To the film Virgin. Very excited. Always a pleasure. I've been listening to all the, all the episodes you've released. Okay, not just to your one. I listened to myself a lot. What did you think? Of ours. I got some really good feedback, so the pressure is really on okay. today, primarily about our pre-film discussion. Yeah, and what did you think um, of your own contribution? I thought I was all right. I've had a long history of listening to myself okay. speak about things, so because I, have, I have no bashfulness about that. Yeah, because I'm listening to myself speak about, um, about 12 hours a week at the moment. Yeah, <laughs> well, that's more than anyone should ever have to deal with. Certainly, of listening to me, <laughs> yeah. not themselves. Yeah. yeah, at least in a week. I would never have heard 12 hours worth of talking out of you in a week. Yeah, well, the thing is, it's an hour worth of talking and I'm just listening to it on loop. Oh, yeah. It's the same hour. Yeah. But, uh... You should find some uh, kind of EDM yeah. uh, backbeats to just... Uh, it kind of sounds easily. like some sort of uh, prisoner of war torture or something. Okay. <laughs> Maybe if you're someone who has like a... Um, very distinctly 
annoying voice that you've been guilty your whole life have been criticized for and then they find yeah. oh he hates hearing his own voice played back so just be oh back to yourself is the torture yeah yeah yeah, yeah. i was yeah. thinking it was like you just have to listen to like um fran drescher in the nanny or something <laughs> that'd be pretty bad i'll just watch the nanny yeah I mean... <laughs> yeah childhood was a bit like torture wasn't yeah, it oh well when you only had three channels that worked and all of them had the nanny on Great show. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, not trying, to, not trying to have a go at the nanny here. No, we shouldn't knock the nanny. So I just had something uh, happen to me that what? I think I'd like to share with you. What was it? Well, it's, it's supermarket-based, oh. so I know you like it. I'm already riveted. We, I don't think we've spoken about supermarkets enough yet this weekend. Well, um, can you possibly exhaust the uh, supermarket chat? Not in my eyes. Certainly not in my eyes. And today's story revolves around Little. Okay. Which uh, we we both agree is in the top top tier of supermarkets. Definitely on the price on the price price front. value. Yes, yeah. yes. Actually, that's that's true. There are different lists, but I was just a little. Okay. And I bought um, about twelve to fourteen different items. Yeah. Maybe thirteen, and went to the checkout. And some of them were like weight. Like I got bananas, so you had to weigh them. I didn't know how much they were going to cost. Uh, and then I put all my items through. And it was an even ten pounds. Okay, God, it made me feel good. Didn't get any change. Is that, was that what you were pu most pumped about? Well, I, I would have paid with card. Okay, but then it was an even ten pounds. So yeah, I paid with a twenty pound note and yeah. got a tenner back. Yeah, it was so exciting. I yeah. felt so good afterwards. <laughs> like I got like four bananas, and I got like three tins of mackerel, which are like fifty three p each. Like nothing, nothing ever. I could never have fathomed that it would have equaled an even ten pounds. Did you think it would be more? I didn't know how much it would okay. be. No, actually, I probably thought it would be less. Yeah. But just that it was what have you one bought, zero zero zero. Bought bananas and three tins of mackerel. I'll, so, I'll take you through it. Okay. I'll tell you what I got. Start. I mean, so I walked in, started in the fruit and veg section, obviously. Yeah. Little Finsbury Park. So I got a bag of rocket. Okay. Thirty nine p. Okay. I'm not going to remember how much everything was. I got an <laughs> avocado, large avocado, which was a pound. Yeah. I got a loaf of multi grain bread, which is about sixty to seventy p. Though I'm not sure exactly. I got four bananas. I got three tins of mackerel, I got one tin of chopped tomatoes, I got a, a bottle of olive oil. That's the most virgin. expensive thing on your that list. That is, yeah. And I got a nine pack of toilet roll. Okay, those two have cost more than any of the other yeah, things. Yeah, they have. And I got, a, I got one Uno microwave rice. Okay. Well, congratulations, Miles. It sounds like you've had a tremendously that was good, accomplished wasn't it? day. Yeah. Oh my god. I woke up today. The last three days, I've been to Aldi. Yeah. And today, this morning, before I'd got out of bed, I was kind of figuring out where I was going to go on my morning walk, and I was like, "Should I go via the Aldi?" And I was like, "No, I can do that in the afternoon." And then I'd done my walk, and then this afternoon. I was like, oh, I need to go to Aldi, don't I? And I'm like, why was it that I was going to go there? <laughs> and I think it has just become a habit that, that yeah. I'm going there. And yeah. I, I was racking my brain trying to figure out what the reason mm -hmm. or the purpose of the uh, prospective visit was. And then I was like, I have no reason to go, so I didn't go. Right. That's, that's kind of what happened with me today, but I did go. Like, I, I was basically walking past and I was like, I don't need anything right now. I'm not going to use any of this stuff today but I know I'll get annoyed if I finish work tomorrow and I'm like, yeah. I don't have any of something. Yeah, fair, cool. so, I, so I went today. But yeah. Um, yeah. I was more probably looking forward you were to just, the people watching. Yeah, well, you were going to do, um, just, I'm just browsing. Yeah. <laughs> just browsing. I'm often in and out without buying anything. 
Well, I think today's supermarket chat was a success. <laughs> I would hope that 90% of that is cut. <laughs> well, I mean, let's just say it was, no matter what. At least. So, wow, it... can you imagine how much more supermarket chat you've just missed out on? Because it's your favourite thing to talk about. At least in your 12 hours of listening back to yourself, yeah. you, you'll be so amused. Because you'll be like, oh, wicked, they're talking about super... You've got to yeah. hear this. These guys yeah. are talking about yeah. supermarkets. I've also kept my... Uh, even £10 receipt, I'm going to frame it and put it above my desk so I can always look at it whilst I'm editing. So yeah. that'll be good. Good for you. Uh, so the talk of London Town is that our beloved Billy Burgess is leaving. That's true. What's going on? I'm out of here. You're leaving? Yeah. Wasn't enough uh, fan mail for oh, the, film, no. the film Movie Virgin podcast enterprise. Uh, hate mail more than fan mail, actually. Right. And of. Uh, <laughs> I've decided that I've really got to um, change my identity and, yeah. and move on. So I may still be here, but I might right. just have like a, um, a vivid sort of red afro. What, yeah, what are you going to do to change your identity? Well, I suppose I might get um, like bleach my eyebrows. Are you going to get rid and... of any of your coats? <laughs> <laughs> I will get rid of all of my coats. Okay. Do you want any? Yeah, I wouldn't mind. Some, you've got some nice coats. Yeah, no, I won't need those. I, I am actually, in in fact, going to Australia, so I won't need all these coats. So you can have That's some. That's all I'm saying. I'm staying. It's getting cold. Yeah. If I then get really nostalgic about a particular coat, I suppose I can always request that you mail it to me. Yes. So you can and I will which... send you back uh, some hate mail. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, in the form of just your voice on a loop. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Torture. And so you're going to Melbourne? I'm going to Melbourne, yeah. We're, you do still need coats, but I not guess quite so. not as, for a while, as many. No. And also I can just buy new ones. We could just do a six-month on, six-month... Or actually, Australia to the UK is probably nine months on, three months off. Coat swap. Oh, coat swap. I'd need them okay. nine months of the year. You'd need them three months of the yeah. year. Yeah, yeah. Okay, we can do, we can do that. that. It's probably just... cheaper to just buy coats rather than... We'll, uh, we'll, we'll email them to each other or something. <laughs> we'll figure it out. 3D printing. I'm sure that's a big thing down in Melbourne. So as part of your, um, or as a result of your leaving London, yes, you and I, uh, amongst other things that we do together, we host a radio show together. That is correct. Which will be coming to an end. Yes. Uh, now, I got a, a message from our mother. Did you? In regards to this. Oh, was she distraught? Um, oh, well, I mean, I imagine she is, but that's not what this <laughs> message was, was regarding. Okay. Now, she was, uh, there, there's an element of, our, uh, there's a recurring segment in our radio show yeah. where, where you ask me a series of questions about yes. myself. Yeah. Uh, it's called The Miles Minute, yeah. very catchily titled. <laughs> yeah, I, um, I came up with you came that. That's very yeah. clever. I conceived the segment and the title. And our mother, in this message about you leaving and yeah. things coming to an end, she suggested that perhaps one week I could do a Billy Minute. Yeah, but that would require you preparing. Yeah. Well, and I, no, and I said to her, I said, Mum, get fucked. <laughs> I said, do you know what I said? That really pisses me off, Mum. It's the Miles Minute for a reason. It's not about Billy. Yeah, well, it's because one of us got our shit together. Exactly. But I thought instead, yeah. and you will be shocked to hear that I have prepared something okay. for today. No, they... I thought instead of doing it on the radio, I'll do it on the podcast. Oh, wow, there is... And it's not the Billy Minute. It's called A Bit About Billy. Okay. But... Here's oh, the wow. thing to tie it into this podcast. Yeah. They're all film-based questions. Okay. 
that's a topic I have some familiarity there with. There you go. Okay, good. Is it a quiz or just a it's just five? Based? No, it's just five questions. There's not, okay. I haven't done that much preparation. I've only okay. come up with five questions. Oh, that's, I mean, that's a good snappy number. A bit about Billy. Question oh, one. So excited. What is your favourite baseball film starring Kevin Costner? Field of Dreams. Field of Dreams. Good answer. <laughs> That's my, I'm also going to tell you my answers because I want to make it a bit about myself too. Field of Dreams would be my answer as well. Yeah. And the other option, of course, is Bull Durham. It's Field of Dreams by a long way. It is. And he's also, have you seen, there's one called uh, it For, for love the Love of the Game. Of the game. Never seen That's it. That's the third one. No, no Field of Dreams or Bust. It's KC, but yeah, it's Field of Dreams. Correct answer. Question number two. What is your favourite film trilogy? Oh, film trilogy. Hmm. I like... Lars von Trier's uh, trilogy about depression. It's uh, Melancholia, Antichrist, and uh, Nymphomaniac. Okay. Which that is actually answer? two films, Nymphomaniac. Okay. Yes, that's my answer. Okay, because the correct answer was The Mighty Ducks. <laughs> okay, damn. Would I lose points? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's okay. You pass. Uh, question three. I thought this might be your answer for question two, but then I don't know if, it, if you can still count it as a trilogy but yeah. question three is what is your favorite star wars film that is not one of the official that is sorry that is not in the original trilogy oh uh it's probably the force awakens the force awakens yeah my favorite all time is empire strikes back empire strikes back to your favorite yeah. of all time. i like those three movies the original trilogy and i would still regard them as a trilogy but i feel a bit diminishing returns on the first one new hope Oh, yeah, and that's the one you had on VHS as a child. Yeah, and I struggled to watch it. I didn't really yeah. get into that until I, someone showed me Empire Strikes Back. Yeah. When I was a kid, I always said it was um, Return of the Jedi. It's very exciting and it's very mm. it's aimed at kids. Yeah. It's got all oh, those adorable like Ewoks. Ewoks. Yeah, yeah exactly. Wow, they are so cute. But that was a good answer. I accept that answer and I, and I, I will um, concur. Yeah, Oscar Isaac. Question number four, a bit about Billy, question four. Who has the best hair in Hollywood? <laughs> um, ooh, this probably takes me longer to think about. Who has the best hair in Hollywood? Perhaps one man and one woman, if you can. Yeah, okay. Uh, oh, this is the sort of thing I would think about. Mm -hmm. Like, who has a good hairdo? Uh, one woman to start with who has the best hair in Hollywood. Well, I do have always liked the rich colour of Julianne Moore's hair. Oh, yeah. Okay, so good answer. In, in its tint, I'll go with that. And a man who has hair on his head. Hmm. Uh, I think I'm doing the thing where I'm thinking about it too hard. That's no, okay, I'll edit out your thinking. <laughs> I don't want people to know that you... Because you do do a lot of thinking, I've noticed that in the past. Yeah, uh, I'm struggling to think of any actually... Like, I can think of actors' names. Yeah, but, uh, <laughs> okay, that's a start. Yeah. The actual hairdos that have appealed to me. I suppose the best hair in Hollywood on a man person. Can't think of any good hairdos. Just Who's go, got good hair? Well, okay. My my choice for man is Leonardo DiCaprio. Yeah, but it's I not think even he has that, that good. nice floppy yeah. sort of hair. Like Leo in um, Titanic and Romeo and Juliet. That sort of hair. I yeah. like that. Looks like it gives him a lot of bother though. Yeah, I guess so. As for a uh, woman, I'm yet to see a better hairdo than Susan Sarandon. Yeah, no, she's and got that nice red color, hair as a well. A similar colour. Yeah. And I'm going to go with uh, Jonah Hill in Superbad. Jonah Hill in Superbad. Good answer, Billy. <laughs> <laughs> the populist choice. And question number five, the final question in A Bit About Billy, de dedicated to our mother. Catchy title, Miles. It is. 
I went for the alliteration. It could be a bit about Billy Burgess. That's me as well. Yeah. Same. It's the same... Uh, same guy. Same guy. <laughs> Question five, a bit about Billy Burgess. If there was a biopic made about your life, oh, yeah. who would play you, mm. who would play me, and who would play our mother? Mm. So, obviously, I'm playing you. <laughs> you still would have been it. <laughs> who would play me? Who's got a, like a, who looks like a child, but they're old? Um, I suppose lots of people. I think me is being played by, what's the guy's name? Elijah Wood. Yeah, okay. And you're being played by... Um, Hugh Jackman? Not Hugh Jackman, Mars. Chris Hemsworth. No, neither of those. No. no they're too Australian. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Tilda Swinton's playing you. Okay. Elijah Wood is playing me. She actually... No, she could pull you off. She's Th got similar face shape and she's, she's uh, very androgynous. Tilda Swinton's definitely playing you. Okay. And our mother is being portrayed It's by... interesting because I think you should be played by Natalie Portman. Okay. So perhaps we could both be played by women. I could be played by Natalie Portman for sure. No, that's a good one. Oh, I like that. Or she, yeah, I'll take that. And so mum's played by Hugh Jackman. I thought, um, is her name Patricia Clarkson? She sounds like a person. She's in... Uh... This relies on you having more film knowledge. <laughs> Choose someone who I know. <laughs> um, who's the woman in Midnight in Paris who plays Gertrude Stein? You know the one? Oh, yeah. Uh, Kathy Yeah, Bates? she's in Titanic. Is that her name? Yeah. Yeah. Mum, you're Kathy Bates. Yeah, she's, she's awesome. She's from okay. the south of the USA. I yeah, think. I think just like from, Mum. From Kentucky or something. All right, so in the film, a bit about Billy Burgess, Yeah. Billy Burgess is played by Natalie Portman. Yes. Miles Burgess is played by Tilda Swinton. Maybe a man should play a mother then. Yeah. Uh, maybe... Jude Durant is played is by... Probably George Clooney. Jason Schwartzman. <laughs> well, I think our mother is younger than us in this movie. It's a strange, movie. Yeah. It's a very strange Maybe there's, plot. Because I guess it's a biopic, so it goes to different stages of your life. That's true. It's very, no, Mark Ruffalo is playing our mum. Mark Ruffalo. Good answer. And so ends the bit about Billy. He's got good hair. Sorry, the bit about Billy's finish. Oh, no, he does have good hair. <laughs> yeah, in Eternal Sunshine, he's got great hair. So he's got good hair. Kate Winslet. All the Kates, Kate Blanchett, she has good hair. Mm, she does. Yeah, she could play you and I and yeah, our mum. And our mum. That'd be great. <laughs> We're all played by Kate Blanchett. I think it's just, it's like a stage play. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. All right. I'll, let's face sort it. Your, your life story's not getting on the big screen, mate. <laughs> <laughs> That's enough about that. Yes, okay. So the, are we going to watch a movie yeah, today we are, or what? And so I will reveal to you what it is now. I mean... Tossing and turning, sleepless nights in, in anticipation. Yes, well, bearing in mind you are going back to Australia. Yes. I thought I would um, use that, I thought I would use that sort of theme to dictate what film I chose for yeah. us to watch. And I know this is a film that you have seen and you enjoy, and it's also a film that I haven't seen. Okay, so good. Therefore fits all fits of the, the criteria. Uh, prerequisites to be featured on the film Virgin. Cool, but I hear that's today, quite a good podcast. Yeah, it's not bad, it's not bad. One episode, uh, <laughs> it's a bit of a dud. Uh, <laughs> But today we will be watching The Adventures of Priscilla, Queen of the Desert. Oh yeah, it's very good. I'm surprised that you haven't seen it, but I get that you haven't seen it. Yeah. Because it's Australian well, and tall poppy. Yeah, totally. I just, actually on that... It I, probably I, would have been on television so many times and you just didn't watch it. Yeah, I'd say so. You were, when you're younger also, because all of culture, or when we were younger, was pretty much American or English, mm -hmm. you got embarrassed by Australian things. Yeah. 
other than the soap operas, which were very um, obviously yeah like naff. embarrassing. Yeah. yeah. So and on that, can you just maybe briefly describe or yeah describe what sort of sets apart Australian films from perhaps Hollywood or yeah well, I suppose you can't really generalize about all of Australian films, but a lot of Australian films are relying on Australian humour yep. and, and can be kind of silly and a bit zany. Not really tidily done, like a lot of com comedies that come mm -hmm. out of Hollywood are really tidy. Mm -hmm. But then there's a, uh, the more underground Australian films are often quite fucked up. Like yeah. there's, I, I suppose... Super violent or... Yeah, um, I suppose it's... Um, it might have to do with what can get funding because <laughs> that's what's getting made. But there are some really and things that deal with incest and yeah, that's what mass I think. murder and missing of, persons and and gangs. It sort of feels like you've got to go a bit more extreme because you want to get yeah. noticed because you're yeah. on this little well not little big island but in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, yeah. Priscilla um, would fit into more the the humour yes. category. Okay, certainly. Yeah, well, but um, it's very singular. It's its own. Beast. Cool. Well, I'm looking forward to it. Let's let's get it on. I would say it's a film. I know it's a film about drag queens. Yeah. And they go on an adventure. I assume one of them's Priscilla. It's really fun. Yeah. Priscilla shows up. Okay. Let's I look forward way. to meeting her. <laughs> All right. All well, right, I don't it. know. It was pretty good. It was pretty good pre-film chat. It's pretty good. We'll see what the fans say. Yeah. Well, I'm um, cowering in fear already. Yeah. Well, as you should be, mate. And you're also quite cold because I've taken all your coats. <laughs> it's a sad life. All right, here we go. Priscilla. The Adventures of Priscilla, Queen of the Desert. Ta-da! What do you think? When do we have to return it to the school? We don't. We own it. What? Well, I met some nice Swedish tourists called Lars, Lars and Lars, and I coaxed it out of them for 10000 We can't afford it. Well, that's right. Mummy, maybe a trip to the outback could help me get over this little phase I'm going through. And you never know, I might meet some lovely country girl. I hereby christen this budget Barbie camper Priscilla, Queen of the Desert. This could be the understatement of the century. So, Priscilla, Priscilla is yes. the name of the bus. You've met Priscilla. I've met Priscilla. My mate Priscilla. Wonderful bus. Came along very quickly. What was the three men's names who we got Priscilla from? Oh, Lars, Lars and Lars. That's very good, yes. Bit of xenophobia against the Swedes there, I exactly, think. Exactly, yeah. Back in 1994 in Australia, xenophobia against the Swedes was rife. I know. Whereas nowadays, uh, everyone knows there's also Svens. Yeah. Not to mention Martin. Martin. Henrik. Max. <laughs> Max, Mats. And all the Stephen. others. Stefan. <laughs> yes. And Bjorn. Yeah, Bjorn. Of course. So we've got Guy Pearce yeah. is playing Felicia. Or Adam. Or Adam. Hugo Weaving, Mitzi. 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 And Terence Stamp is Bernice. Or, Bern or Bernadette. I think Bernadette is Bernadette, the name but also Bernice she, is what Hugo yeah, Weaving's character yeah. calls her. Uh, so and also Ralph was, the... was obviously her name at once upon, yeah. once upon a time. And she's very sensitive about being called it now, we've just seen. And fair enough. Fair enough. Guy Pearce, Felicia, is the young, brash, cocky, very flamboyant... Yes. 
drag queen. Very loud. Very loud. Very, ob I'd say obnoxious. Obnoxious, but looks great. Great bod on Guy at this point. The obnoxiousness stems from a enormous sort of self-belief. Absolutely, think. yeah. True, great bod, good great butt. Great bod, great butt, yeah. good bod, good butt, great bod. <laughs> yeah. Mitzi, Hugo Weaving, yeah. is the, a drag queen, been in the game a bit longer than Guy Pearce's character. Yes. Um, got it, they, they're both, they're all based in Sydney, they perform in Sydney, mm. uh, but Hugo Weaving, Mitzi has been offered a four-week run uh, in the desert in Alice Springs. Which is, yes, yeah, Central Australia. Central Australia, they write smack bang in the middle. Mitzi's asked Felicia to come along because Felicia's also a, a very young, a very talented young up-and-coming drag act as well. Oh, young thing, can't sing to save can't sing his to save. life. No. Or her life, his life. And then Bernice, Bernadette, Bernie, mm. no, not Bernie, doesn't like Bernie either, yeah. is a transsexual? Is that right? I guess you, that's what? it's a woman, a trans woman. A trans woman. I think in the current um, terminology, that's okay. what you say. Okay, a trans woman whose husband has just died. Yes. At the very start of the film, yeah, basically. We didn't get to meet the husband. No, trumpet. Exactly. So Mitzi asked Bernie Bernadette to join them on the trip. <laughs> You're just like slamming I know. poor Bernadette with all the oh, uh, sorry, shocking sorry, reminders. Yeah. And they're on their way into the desert and then they find out that shock horror, M Mitzi, Hugo Weaving, yeah. was married to a woman. A woman, no less. And these gigs in the desert have actually come about through her and she's called Hugo in trouble, looking for help. Yeah though he doesn't know in what capacity, seemingly. Mm. And so that's obviously going to come up again later in the film. Do you not get a sense, and I'm not saying this because I know what happens in the film, but you get a sense that Mitzi's not happy with life in Sydney, having to be an Avon salesperson. And in a way, this seems like some sort of salvation for the character as well. I guess so, yeah. It just felt like the showing the scenes of the Avon suggests that there is something that the character wants to break away from. Well, yeah, even just the, there's been one performance so far at the very beginning of the film. Yeah. And it seemed to me to go quite well. Yeah. But she, Mitzi, didn't like it very much and then walked off without performing an encore or, or whatever it was. Yeah. And then someone in the crowd threw a beer can at her, uh, struck her. I think what we got was the ideal version, the idealised version of it as viewers. Yeah. And then we got the harsh reality. Yeah. With the so, no, there's, there's certainly some escapism. Mm. Well, and that's certainly what it seemed like before we learnt of the ex-wife. Yeah. So now it's a, bit, it's a bit more complicated. Yeah, because seems quite distressed. Mm. Has been caught a few times, Mitzi Hugo even been caught a few times, sort of wistfully... Looking off into the distance, or yes. uh, sort of having some reflection. And so the the film started in Sydney, which is a place that you and I know well. Yeah. But the one other place they've been is Broken Hill. That was which, the next dot on the map. Which we've also been to. Which is, yeah, Not right, since... right in land. It's on the way to uh, Alice Springs. What year were we in Broken Hill? 95. Yeah, year after this. Yeah. 
How about that? We'd been there prior to that as well. Okay. So I, I assume this came out in 94, probably filmed in 93. Yeah. We might have been in Broken Hill in 93. We're probably in this film. You and I... We might have been in that pub. So there was a scene where they went to a country pub in Broken Hill in, in uh, far west New South Wales, and they went to a pub, and Miles and I were actually... Filmed in that pub doing shots. Yes. Yeah, of uh, vodka. Yes, Billy was three. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <it's> that. <laughs> and I was five, yeah. Yeah. So, treat him mean, keep him keen. Exactly. Does that apply? Yeah. No. Uh, <laughs> Give the boys a... Oh, I heard a phrase I, I liked in it, in it related to one of my favourite film franchises... Pirates of the Caribbean. Oh, I love that film franchise yeah. and film. And the phrase that was used was ring pirate, which I think is a little bit naughty, and it made me chuckle. Oh, that was in the film? Yeah. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah I heard that too. Yeah. No, it's been uh, quite funny thus far. It's very funny, and that's something that I have always enjoyed about, um, I suppose, gay culture, mm. is that this, this wonderfully crass... Uh, vernacular they have among each other and that's I guess is part of being uh, something you achieve like is being part of that culture and having yeah. been through that sort of uh, like definitely wasn't easy then it still isn't easy now really no you have to you've got this obligation to come out which is ridiculous when no one else has to announce what sexuality they are but they have this great really filthy way of speaking that I I enjoy you can get on board with yeah, yeah. but I can't really engaged with it. To. Yeah. But that was one instance of it. Funniest scene of the film when they go to a, a petrol station shop. Oh yeah. And the old man, like really old. Yeah. Like have to be in his eighties, where are you from? And uh Guy Pierce's Uranus. Uranus, yeah. Which in itself, dumb joke, but the man's reaction is what's yeah. the deal. And there was the the iconic scene, well, I assume it's iconic because I recognised it, with Guy Pearce on top of the bus, yeah. sat in the stiletto with the big sort of silver ribbon trail yeah. flowing behind the bus in the Which middle of the desert. You don't quite know whether it's like uh, dreamed, mm. if it's supposed to be in the character's dream mind or yeah. if it's supposed to be really happening. Yes. Because it's like, it's wonderful and, and, and uh, kind of glamorous the filmmakers must have enjoyed getting that shot, a yeah. bus driving through the Australian desert, which is empty, so it's really good yeah. filming. You're not risking something interfering with your shot. But yeah, that's quite an iconic scene. There is some, like, I watched this and I think they must have had a damn good time making it. Yeah. You never know, though, because you hear about lots of comedy films and that, that, that they were not fun to make. Well, it I looks wonder. like they have a great Can't time. Can't be easy shutting down Broken Hill, <laughs> yeah. can it? Well, yeah. I suppose not, and like, mm. walking around, uh, Hugo Weaving's character was wearing a dress made out of an, uh, flip-flops. Flip-flops, thongs, in Oz we'd call thongs. Yeah. And that's probably what you should call it in this instance. Yeah. Because these characters would also be he wearing thongs. He was also wearing, yeah, exactly. The thong, thong, thong. Yes. Cisco was there. Yes. <laughs> if only. That would, that's the only thing I would say about this film. As it could do with Cisco. with Cisco. Do you know every outfit Cisco owns, I think, is made out of that silver uh, cloth that's hanging at the back of Guy Pearce's stiletto. How often are you checking up on Cisco's outfit? <laughs> I'm just thinking of the Thong Song okay. music video. I think he's wearing silver in that. Yeah. It was a good era for music videos. 
around the turn of the century because there would be about 12 different shots, all of which had completely different wardrobe yeah. in everyone's music video. Yeah. That's very true. I'm thinking back Street Boys. Yeah, uh, Hanson. Hanson, yeah. All the boy bands, NSYNC. Very young JT. JT was must have been a teenager in NSYNC. Possibly, Almost. but he was the main contributor, I think, from a songwriting point of view. Yeah, sure. Well, he was like a child star, wasn't he? He was. The only thing that ever stopped me from being an adult star is that I was never a child star. No. Other than that scene in the classic film Priscilla, Queen of the Desert, where you, you were mean the one at the, taking shots at the, the bar, yeah, in Broken the hotel Hill. In Broken Hill, yeah. I was slamming them down. Yeah, where you were seen to be a kind of bigoted old yeah. woman. But no, it was just a somewhat Chinese four-year-old. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I was very no, very Chinese <laughs> yeah. four-year-old. Yeah. All right, well, let's keep going. I'm I'm eager to see them get into the middle of the desert. Well, they're kind of there, but not into Alice Springs yet. I suppose we didn't mention they've just broken down. Oh, that's why we stopped. Yeah, they've just broken down. They took a shortcut and they've just broken down in, in the, the middle of the desert. The sun was rising as we've stopped the film, so, so we're not sure where exactly they are. Here comes what you dread, probably, Miles, in a film that is... This film has some, some quite dramatic depth, but it's yeah. kind of a, a comedy more than a drama. And what's just happened is the big uh, obstruction, the, the big roadblock. Yes. Which is going to derail the narrative. Yes, okay. So that's just come... I thought you were going to say there's going to be snakes, <laughs> which there could be because they're in the middle of the desert. And that would also be the bit that I dream. There's going to have to be some problem solving from the characters. You're telling which... me that things aren't going to go quite as smoothly anymore. Well, they've taken a shortcut and they've broken down, so, you know. No, it makes sense. They couldn't just keep having fun forever. Why not just keep having fun forever? That's what oh, I'm saying. Man, they should have stayed in Broken Hill. Yeah. Except for that, they had some horrible graffiti written on them, on Priscilla. Yeah. Hey, that was an interesting thing. Hugo Weaving was quite beat up about the... Yeah. Uh, there, there was some homosex, uh, homophobic graffiti written on to their bus, and he said, no matter how much I experience it, it, yeah. it uh, I tell myself, you know, it doesn't matter, but it never gets any easier. This is 1994. Mm -hmm. That's the sort of thing that someone would be saying today, and that's sort of pretty damning. Yeah of where we are absolutely as humans we've made progress but still homophobes are, if anything they're uh, sort of motivated these days because they've become a minority if it was up to me I'd send them all to Uranus hey in a broken down bus in a broken down bus alright let's crack on Priscilla queen of the desert things get pretty quiet around here we're a bit starved of entertainment glad we could oblige how does it look well, your gas tank's chock-a-block full of crud. Travelling a rough road on a low tank. Chucked it all up into the motor. Your fuel line's blocked. Injectors are stuffed. So does that mean you can fix it? In the short term. What do you blokes need is a new gas tank. Don't suppose you have one lying around. <laughs> no, sorry. You can pick one up in Cooper Pity in about a week. When you have to be in Alice. Six days. Well... We can clean it out and hope for the best. It might make it. Right now, unless you give it a try. Okay, so Priscilla is one day out from Alice Springs. Yeah, so you've obviously learned by now that the film isn't about them performing in Alice no. Springs. That is to come, but it's, it's the adventures. It's the journey, of not the destination. Of the yeah. Yes, I've heard that before. Yes. Indeed. It's been a topsy-turvy ride. Yeah. The, they were 
broken down when we last paused it, and then they got their knight in shining armor, Bob. Yeah. Showed up. I uh, went to a little uh, unnamed rural countryside town. Yeah, which is where Bob lived. It's where Bob was from. All hell broke loose there. Bob had a uh, a wife who was a bit of a crass stereotype. Yeah, of a Southeast Asian woman. Yes. The it's the most difficult to watch bit of the film is is that crass stereotype. Agreed. Uh, it was described by one of the other characters as a male or a bride. Indeed, yes. Which is not very good terminology. No, the funniest bit about it though was Guy Pierce's character laughing at her. Yeah. <laughs> also, the sentence ten ping pong balls, two pints, and a cigarette or something was yeah. pretty funny. Yeah, I need to learn how to open bottles like that. Yeah. <laughs> or something like that. You can uh, fill in the blanks <laughs> at home. Uh, and then they had to go to Cooper Pedy to try and find uh, the parts needed to fix the bus. Haven't been able to find it. Fell into a bit of trouble there with some uh, bit of bigotry. It's kind of the, the trouble that was uh, threatening the whole film, wasn't it? Indeed. Male violence against them. Felicia. Guy Pearce copped one in the face. Yeah, took some party drugs and was a bit too uh, audacious. Very audacious, very outgoing. But... Bernadette came to the rescue with a swift knee to the scrotum. Yeah, a few, I reckon. A couple, yeah. yeah. And uh, now they're back on the road, mm -hmm. a day out from Alice, and Bernadette's just made a bit of a move on Bob. Getting pretty cosy. Yeah. And Bob, I think, Bob's is... Bob's a sweetheart. Yeah, and Bob's feeling it. Yeah, Bob's into it, for sure. Yeah, Bob's keen to go all the way to the Alice, so either he's just a diamond or he's feeling it. Are you enjoying the film? I am enjoying it, yeah. I'm looking forward to seeing what uh, happens in Alice Springs. There was mention of the uh, of Mitzi wanting to have children. Yes. I wonder if part of this motivation has anything to do with that, of well, going to the wives' yeah. gig in Alice Springs. I keep wondering if there's already a child there, perhaps. Maybe. I don't know. I've seen the film and I claim to know it quite well, but I feel like I'm watching it like it's all new to me. I assume there's nothing there, but sometimes uh, Mitzi and Felicia are quite close in their embraces. Yeah. But I think they're just buddies. I think that's just a, a good affection they have for one another. Yeah. yeah. You couldn't tie down uh, Guy Pearce. Not at this stage. I think no. you get the feeling that Guy Pearce, Felicia's like early 20s where Mitzi may be closer to 30. I think so. I think past 30, yeah. It would be interesting to do a story following like Guy Pearce's career. Yeah. But all is like it's all one film. Like he was just like this little suburban Melbourneian kid in on Ramsey Street and then growing up and then like left Melbourne queen. for Sydney cuz he wanted to be a drag queen but then moved to LA and became a <laughs> Is he a crooked cop in that, or is he? I don't know. He's a police no, he's officer. The good he, guy, he's the good guy. He's the good guy. Is he? There, there you go. And then, um, the detective, and then he, and then lost his memory. Yeah, exactly. And, gets dementia yeah, or whatever. He lost his wife, and and then has he done any like weirder roles? And then he shaved like, all his eyebrows off and tattooed some <laughs> atop him, and he was like the sheriff of a town. Oh, and, that's the, in the uh, prohibition from. era. Yeah, exactly. I wonder where to next for guy. <laughs> The thing with Guy Pearce, I think, is 
He's a pretty adaptable actor. He's so good in this. And because he's not been typecast as anything, because he's usually not the star, you know, he hasn't been this, hasn't played Luke Skywalker, for example. He's been able to play such a range of roles, which is perhaps unique to a lot of other actors who maybe do something that, and then that becomes the role they repeatedly play. Certainly, yeah. But anyway, let's find out what happens in Alice Springs. All right, let's do it. Let's finish this off. Priscilla. Queen of the Desert. Bye. Hello. Don't forget to ride. See ya. Wish I was staying. back home it's good to be home it's good to be home imperial hotel erskineville it turns out they always they were always where they wanted to be well that's a a good line from bernadette is about complaining we complain about that hellhole of the city but it's protecting us looking after us yeah and and it is true you think as much as you might hate the city you live in all of your more experimental impulses are far easier in a city than they are somewhere that isn't a city. Nothing gives you perspective like a trip to Cooper Pedy. Cooper Pedy and the Alice. And the Alice, yeah. Their fortunes were pretty prosperous in the Alice, though. They weren't too bad. So it turns out uh, Mitzi had a son. And not even a baby. No, like a like an eight-year-old eight or something. Eight-year-old. Yeah. Very, very enlightened Good child. Kid. yeah. He'll, he'll do all right. That's when the film got really... Uh, it's definitely of its time, for its time, it got mm. really hopeful. It got yeah. really kind of projecting a better future. Yeah, certainly. Bernadette stayed in the Alice with Bob. With Bob, who uh, turned out to be... A player. A player, probably <laughs> in love with Bernadette all along. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. In a way, you wonder whether Bob wasn't just a stalker. Yeah, and he had well, been following been stalk- them the whole time. Well, he'd been stalking her since the 70s or yes. something, by the sounds of it. Very slow stalker. Yeah, well, sometimes the best stalkers are the slowest stalkers, <laughs> Billy. Speaking from experience. You would know. Yeah. If anyone would know. But it was good, wasn't it? It was a nice film. Some good, uh, like, drag act scenes yeah. along the way. It's, it's really uplifting and... Abba gets a hard time, given a hard time, for being too brazenly kind of pop-tastic. Yeah, by you more than anyone. Well, yeah. I'm all right with Abba. I, but Well, <laughs> you've done your time not being all right with them. Though. Yeah, but I think it's because I was brought up in an in a, um, environment where it was the going thing was to give Abba a hard time. Right. Cooper Beattie. What I'm trying to say is, it's very uplifting music. Yeah. And it's, it's, yeah, is Cooper Pedy, that's the town where they get the opals from underground, is it? I think so. Yeah. So, the hard time I'm giving to ABBA is nothing compared to the hard time people are enduring in Cooper Pedy, smashing into rock for opals. I think that's where they live, like in underground houses. We've spoken about this before. Pretty fascinating. There can't be that many opals left. They keep growing. No, they're probably by now like selling uh, 
organs organs yeah. of of their uh, thirdborns. Fair enough. Yeah. As long as they can keep procreating, they'll be fine. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's the the gift we're given of, of um, virility and fertility. Uh huh. Uh huh. Yeah. Not us though. Not you and I. We haven't been given the gift. That's why we wouldn't last a day in Cooper Pedy. That's why I've made my living on bashing ABBA, even though I quite like them. You're an ABBA basher. It's, yeah. You just got to make a compromise and a sacrifice. <laughs> and we did finally get the ABBA performance at the end. Yeah, I think once we... they'd once they'd left Bernadette behind, who was staunchly uh, anti-ABBA. Yes, far more so than I have ever been. Yeah. But at one point in time, I would have had a very sympathetic relationship with Bernadette. Yeah. On the subject of ABBA. Yeah, I think you and Bernadette would would have got along in a few, in <laughs> yeah. a few areas. Actually, now we would have yeah. been good buds. I would have just liked to hang out with all of them. I think they would all be such fun. Yeah. Uh, the costume designer on that film would have had the greatest experience of their career. I think. The, yeah, I don't know if it's a different department. But the wigs yeah. were amazing. The wigs were amazing. The kind of concept frocks were amazing. Yeah. It was a bit where they oh, were the like frill emus. Neck lizard. The frill neck lizard. The frill neck the emu lizard. And then the emu yeah. got dragged away and the lizard came out. Yeah. yeah, that was great. I'm such a fan of that. And that's one of the things that not being a drag queen myself that I'd really miss out on. Is Have you it. ever thought about it? Giving it a go? I'd love to. I don't, just don't think I've got the, uh, I don't think I've got the rhythm. You look good, though. Yeah, I'd love to wear outfits like that. I That's what that, I was thinking yeah, most of the film. Yeah, I'd love to wear outfits like that. It, I, take a, a certain level of confidence. Of course, and that's... A high level. I think that's a bigger hurdle than the outfits. Like, if you were going to do it, you could find a way to get outfits like that. But the confidence <laughs> is probably... I mean, I mean, what, you want to put an outfit? I'll get you that tomorrow morning. 9am. But have you got the confidence to rock it? Exactly. Down Blackstock Road? I don't think so, mate. Well, and it's, it's like anything. You can't, you can't just start off with the best of the best. You've got to do... You've got to start off your with stripes, you know? you got to start... Well, blue tongues are pretty good lizards. Skink. Start off with a skink or yeah, a gecko or something. Yeah, well, actually, no disrespect to any geckos. I love geckos. Gecko's a heck of a lizard. That's a very friendly little, little guy. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, start off as a skink. Yeah. Work your way up. Yeah. So when you put it like that, does that make it easier? Because you have you don't you no, don't need as much confidence to begin with. But I guess You're just a skink. Yeah, I guess so. Almost sounds like a slur, doesn't it? A skink. Like who's who's <laughs> this is a rhetorical question. Who's starting off as a drag queen and is just like phenomenal first time out of the gate? Yeah. That would be incredible. Anything that is performative and, well, in the first place, you're vulnerable, you put yourself up against resistance, but there are conventions and norms and the resistance you're faced in whatever your chosen performance is, is not going to be as bad, but something like that, particularly in an era before today, the resistance you would have to face mm. when you shit at it and to keep going, like, yeah. that's quite heroic. That's very you true. Shit at it and people hate you to begin with. I think, yeah, <laughs> this is silly to say, but stand-up comedians face some of the the most the harshest resistance. People yeah. take it personally when someone's not funny. That's true. Because this person is not funny, I fucking hate them. Or you watch a band that's not that good, and you just go, they're a bit shit, aren't they? 
but you don't take it personally. They've offended me. Well, I've often watch, said that. Yeah. It's well, it's that there's a real time, noticeable feedback. Yeah, and like, I've seen you get offended by bands before, but they don't know because you're just a, a person in the crowd. They're making the noise. That's true. Like, yeah, but with, with it's a comedian with jokes. No, but 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 it is. Yeah. Well, I guess so. Because a comedian is seen to be giving their opinion. Yeah. And you can disagree. But to tie this into two um, performers of, of uh, cabaret, if someone's not totally, like, into that, you would think that the response would be, oh, if you're going to fucking do this, like, at least be good at it. Yeah. It'd be pretty harsh. I agree, yeah. I'm, I'm going to have to take that all into account when I consider my debut stage performance dressed as a Freelick Lizard. I'd love to give it a go. How fun would it be? If there was no, uh, if there was nothing to lose, if it was all for fun and games. I think the, the red flag for me, or the thing that would make me not be able to do it is the heels. But that's... Not like a, I, oh, I, I wouldn't be seen wearing heels, like as in physically. Yeah. I'm not sure I could do a whole dance routine in a pair of heels. Not right now, like, Miles. That must take but how serious are you about this? Okay, well, I guess I'm about 10, 15 years away then. No, but if you're putting the heels on every morning, walking down in the station in them every morning, then like, cycling you know... Cycling in them. You're cycling in them, and then yeah. after a couple of weeks, you're not just walking to the station, you're skipping to the station. Skipping. And then a few yeah. weeks more, you're doing cartwheels to the station. Star jumps. Star jumps all the way to the station. Heels. And then before you know it, boom, whole dance routine. Okay. It's that easy, mate. Do I have a son as well? <laughs> yes, eight oh, years shit. old, actually. There you go, that's that, episode 8, the film Virgin You did it, you made it to the end God, I'm proud, I'm always proud So proud of you guys Well done Uh, For making it to the end, I'll let you in on a little secret Just between you and I We had a few technical issues on that podcast with the uh, recording, namely that I'm a massive technophobe and I I didn't save a large chunk of it. (laughs) But Billy, ever the consummate professional, ploughed on anyway. Sorry about that, Bill. Thought it went pretty well nonetheless. Thanks so much. You made it to the end. As always, do all those nice things for me. If If you could, if you haven't already. I don't know, can you keep doing them? I feel like maybe you can keep doing them. You see, <laughs> try it out, see what happens. Uh, subscribe, subscribe, like, stars, reviews, and tell other people. Tell everyone. You haven't told everyone. Tell everyone if you want. Or keep it to yourself. That's fine, our little secret. Okay, thanks so much. Can't wait to talk to you again real soon. See yous. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.